It's the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. I was thinking about what you were saying, right? And realistically, whether, you know, you kind of identify with it or not, you are overcompensating to fight one stigma, but at the same time, falling into another. And in in other words, a stick, like we mentioned, black men can't be friendly. Black man can't smile. Black man ain't approachable, right? We acknowledge that one. We 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 all admit that one's that one is out there. So typically, where you may just be like, you know, nodding, nodding, smile, wave, you know, tip your hat. You got a hat on. <laughs> typically, that's what you might do, but you're trying to overcompensate the fact that black men ain't friendly by saying, "Hey, how you doing?" And that, hey, how you doing, is then transforming into another stigma. Black men, all they want to do is holler. So by you trying to overcompensate, you you could easily, the girl at the counter, hey, how are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to leave that extra tip. Well, see, so, uh, so here's the issue. So, so, so very pause. good point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pause, major pause. So I, I see where you're going with that. And, and it always leads to the tip with you. Um, you said a very important point. Um, me trying to overcompensate. It's all about vocal inflection and tone. And I know my voice and I know how to use it to my advantage. And also you know how to use it for selling. I know how to use it for everything. Right. So for me to tell a person at the register, hey, how are you doing today? That's a little sultry. It's a little yeah, you want sex. Right. You want but hot, to, steamy sex right there <laughs> on the counter. But for, me, yes. but for me to say, but for me, as I'm fumbling through my wallet, getting my card out, my head down, not making eye contact. Hey, how's it going today? You been busy today? How are you? How is that anything other than a No, no, no. Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Because the original scenario was not the lady at the register. The, the original scenario was another patron of the establishment. So another patron behind... So listen, another patron behind me is... Listen, listen. Another patron behind me is watching me as I take my card out. And I'm, and I'm taking a little long. I say, oh, excuse me. I know I'm taking a while. How are you doing today? Hand my card over. How are you doing today? You what add... Is sex, you add what, is sexual, what is sexual... Or what is inviting? No, no I'm saying like for real. On hey, the how real. you doing today? On the for real. The original scenario. Let's stick with that. So the original scenario. The part- heard, so let me get this question right. So the original scenario, you heard me say, "Hey, how are you?" No, no, no. The <laughs> original scenario. It was a customer that you didn't preempt with an apology, like, "Hey, I know I'm taking a while. I know I got a lot in my cart. You, none of that was a factor. No, let's not add that shit." The original scenario was you in line, they in line. Hey, how you doing? What's what's harmful about that? Hey, how you doing? The the original scenario was she's in line, he's in line. She got on Mm -hmm. a sundress and some sandals. (laughs) (laughs) That's the original scenario. And a thin sundress season. season. And a thin sundress season. 
and the and the sunlight was hitting it just right. Yeah. So it's yeah. safe to say you are a sleaze ball. So it's safe to say it's safe to say if she's a little bit attractive at all, just don't speak. Nah, I wouldn't say that. What what I'm saying is you you saying because you're trying to add stuff to 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 lessen lessen the the, the blow a little bit. Let, let's just I ain't saying Mark's scenario is not the right scenario. <laughs> I'm saying the scenario is both of y'all waiting for the elevator. Right? You turn to her and you say, hey, how you doing? Okay, where's the harm? Where's the harm? I don't see nothing wrong with that situation. Not that I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying something wrong with it. The same way, it's nothing wrong with you leaving a $20 tip for a $10 check. I'm saying you overcompensate. Like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. What about you? Like, you that's an open-ended question that leads to an open discussion. And you already said that you're looking for impact. You're trying to, you're trying to be impactful huh. in her life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're trying to change the situation, trying to brighten her day. You already said that. That's the impact. So are you really doing it? I'm not saying you're doing it to holler. What I'm saying is I think you're doing it to overcompensate the fact that, okay, you may be a little nervous standing beside me because I'm a black man. Or you may have in the back of your head, brothers don't, don't know how to be friendly. Brothers don't know how to be cordial. And you're overcompensating with that by being a little over the top. And in her mind, it just falling into, oh, he's not rude. He just wants my ass. Like you, you, you stepped out of one stigma and straight into the next. So, so let's talk about solutions then. So what is the correct solution to that then? So how do you break the the stereotype that black men don't know how to communicate? Black Black men can't give you a pleasantry, can't say hello, how are you? without wanting something how do you how do you address that you don't i mean not not in my mind that's not that's not the right answer how do you how do you address what what the fuck you mean that's not the right answer (laughs) you asked me my answer and that's my answer like you don't like everything don't need to be fixed bro like okay you thought the wrong thing of me that's your loss you missed out on just a, a, a a common everyday communication like if that brightened your day to be like, girl, guess what? I was I was in the lobby and some dude just tried to holler at me. If that brightened your day, if that got you know you to some shits and giggles out of you and your friends, oh well, I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, I still have my own intent in my head. Like I don't need to change my mo. I don't need to change the way I move to make sure it fits your motive. What what I'm what I'm saying is he's asking. He's asking, how do we fix it? Meaning there's something wrong with it. I ain't saying there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying, call a spade a spade. But there is something wrong with it if every time I speak to a woman or speak to a young lady and it gives her the impression that I'm interested in her or I want to make conversations. Whose fault is that? Yours or hers? It's uh, Apparently it's mine if I'm the... When you're a communicator, it's re- you, the responsibility lies on the person that's delivering the message and the person receiving the message. But you have to communicate it in a way so that both people fully understand the terms and conditions of the conversation. So if I say it in the tone and inflection that you used earlier, oh, what's up? How you doing? 
you know, nah, I ain't said like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's I ain't said if that's the way you think I sound, I appreciate it, but fall back. I ain't nah, say nah, like that. Man. Don't have it like that, but stop. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like, okay, so with your scenario, if I speak uh to a woman, <laughs> let, let's say it's a woman who happens to work in the same building I work in, right? I see her on I see her Monday, hey, how you doing? I see her on Tuesday, hey, how you doing? Now at this point, according to you, oh, I got a stalker. He's always checking on how I'm doing. He's always trying to figure out, uh, you know, what I got going on. He's always asking, I got a, a, a stalker or or he, he, you know what I'm saying? He jocking me hard or I got a little bugaboo or I got a, an admirer and all that. I'm not saying, like her thinking that is, that's on her. Like, I'm not saying there's something I need to change or that you need to change. In actuality, if it's misunderstood, it's on the person who is misunderstanding to ask for clarity. Once it's, once it's known that that's not what it's meant to be. So let me get this straight. If you're in academy sports, we all know what academy sports is, right? No. You're in academy sports. Where's the balls? I don't know what that is. All right, so academy sports sells, they sell guns and ammo and all this other stuff, right? There's a guy at the register that's looking at a handgun. He's looking at a gun. There's two ways that I can evoke two different total reactions. I can be standing there as a customer. Hey, sir, he's got a gun. Oh, okay, let me help him. He's ready to check out. Or I can say, hey, he's got a gun. You understand? First of all, why, why you would you even you, say the first one? Do you understand? Well, listen, I'm being listen. for real. But just listen. Do you understand? No, I ain't vocal? trying to be funny. Like, why would you say the first one? Vocal inflection makes all the difference. No, I'm saying, like, subtract the gun or the gun store. Like, why would you be like, hey, he's got milk at a grocery store? Like, why would you even say that? If somebody's, let's say the cashier's not paying attention. This, need, this guy needs to check out. And he, he needs, needs help. To check. You don't so, say, so hey, he's got a gun. So we argue with semantics? That's not semantics. I'm just saying you... All right. <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about the, the point I'm talking about is we're talking about we're talking about how words matter and delivery matters. Me fumble, like I said, me doing something else. I'm distracted. I'm fumbling on my phone and somebody's beside me and I say, hey, how you doing? I'm looking back at my, my phone. I'm not making eye contact. I'm not, I'm not piercing into their soul with my eyes. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to melt them down like butter. I just said, hey, how you doing? And I move on to something else. How can that be misconstrued? I see the same person in the elevator every day going to work, like you said. We're in the elevator. Hey, how you doing? Hey, so Wednesday I say, hey, how was your weekend? So now I'm a stalker. No. I'm in the elevator. How are you? It's a pleasantry. No, no, you, you miss what I'm saying. I'm not saying that those pleasantries are reasonable. What I'm saying is those pleasantries give an appearance of taking a step further that I feel that you are taking because you are trying to overcompensate from a stigma of not being friendly because you're a black man. Like if you got on the elevator with me, I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't expect you to say shit. I really wouldn't. And it, it's not because of who you are personally, it's because if, I, if you got on the elevator with me, I wouldn't expect you to say shit. Like, I wouldn't expect you to be like, hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? Like, I would be like, I'm, I'm good, man. 
Yeah, ain't ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? What about yourself? How how you doing, bro? Like, I wouldn't expect you to do certain things because of those stigmas. Now, I'm not saying it's like that with me all the time, but the 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 times that it happens is for those stigmatized reasons. The same way Brody was talking about earlier about seeing a group of individuals on on you know standing whatever. I may decide to walk around them versus walking straight through them. Because I think to myself, okay, let me make my way around. Or I may think to myself, nah, I'm cutting straight through the middle. But at some point, I still have in my mind, okay, black man, he's not smiling. He's not making eye contact. He don't want to speak. And I'm not saying like you, 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 I'm not saying, let me make, make this real clear. I'm not saying you out there hollering at women. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying you are presenting yourself as available or entertaining to a point where it's uh, inappropriate. But like I said before, I feel just from what you're saying is maybe you are overcompensating that how, that how you doing is that extra tip that extra, that extra gratuity, let me say it like that. You're leaving extra gratuity instead of just saying, hey, good morning. Do you think, do you think now, you were speaking about, about him. Do you think that is something that is uh, applicable to everyone or does it depend on the individual uh, in, terms of, in, in, in terms of what your association might be with them? Is it just him trying to make with the bedroom eyes or is it everybody? No, no, I mean, I don't I don't even necessarily think it's, it has anything to do with like um, uh, some type of uh, romantic pursuit or whatever. But you, but you did hint at that earlier when we were speaking about it. No, no, no. I, I, I said that and I was fucking with him. But like I said, then then after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? He ain't trying to holler at women. He's just trying to make sure he don't seem like the average black dude. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? So do you think that's applicable to every black guy or, or every man or whatever, every individual? I think if a black man is doing something that I, and I'm just speaking on me, that I wouldn't do as a black man, um, just as far as interactions are concerned, that they're doing it for the reason to go above and beyond the average measure of a black man. You know, if, if, like let's take the restaurant thing. If I'm if I'm busting tables or, or or a waiter at a table, and a black man his bill is is thirty dollars and he leave me a twenty dollar tip, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, oh okay, he, he's trying not to look like the average brother. I'm I may not me. I'm just speaking for me. I may not think to myself, my service was good as fuck. Hell yeah, I deserve this daggone eighty percent tip. With the situation with uh, with, with Terrence or any guy who's in, in a grocery store or wherever and speaks to a woman. Um, why can't it, why can't it be that they're just friendly people? No, it can be. It, it, I'm not saying he's not, he's friendly, mm-hmm. but is he overly friendly? And the re- only reason I say that is because, and he may have, I may be misinterpreting what he said. The only reason I say that is because the part where he was speaking on anticipating the impact, like me just saying, hello, good morning. Like I'm not really anticipating that 
changing your dynamics, changing your your viewpoint of what I'm currently exposed to. I'm not expecting you to actually smile just because I said good morning. If you if you know the the, the old school, you know what I'm saying? Two, black men cross each other path. You know what I'm saying? Universal. What up is the you know the head nod, right? So if you do the head nod, and then on top of that you do like what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? You dapping me up and half hugging me and all that shit. I'm thinking like, damn, this nigga don't even know me. Okay. In my mind, in me, in my mind, I'm thinking like, dang, okay. Am I giving that vibe to be like, hey, go over the top? Or is it just something that he has going on in that moment? I can only speak for me. I'm a a conversationalist. So I've been told that a lot of times I can strike up a conversation with anybody. I'm the type of person that if I go out with you, a group of people, I'm going to be the one that a lot of times people come up to me and stimulate card and you start conversation with me, period. So it's not always me being the one who starts the conversation or initiates it. So I can get, I get your point. I mean, there, are, there may be some inadvertent overcompensation that I'm doing to say, okay, all black men aren't, aren't socially inept. All, all black men, you know, aren't or don't lack the ability to have simple dialogue. I mean, I think Mark mentioned it earlier. I think it's about, you know, my personal intent and him knowing me and you know me and, and Brody as well and me knowing myself. I know what my intentions were. You know, my intentions was, hey, you know, if I see somebody walking across the street, do I, and I let them cross the street, am I let them cross the street because I'm trying to get a closer look at them? She's walking by in a dress maybe. I'm, am I doing it for, for that reason? Or am I just doing it because I let any pedestrian cross the street? I think sometimes additional right. stig- I think additional stigmas are placed on the subject of the of the topic the subject of the of the matter so like if it's would you would you question my intentions if it was an older white male would you would you would you question if I talk to this guy I I say, hey, man how you, how you doing today sir you doing all right and in, in this particular scenario I mean I'm not then let me get this let me let me get this put this very bluntly this has nothing to do with Terrence T TJ as a person, I'm not saying no, you, you, Terrence, J O H, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying we were talking about how the stigma was. Because if we go back to the root, we were talking about how the stigma was. Black women think if a man speaks and it's more than two words, for the most part, that they're trying to holler. And my only point was. If I can understand how that may be perceived, I'm not saying you do it. I'm just saying I can understand where that misperception is. Because, you know, I think we've all been in situations where someone of the opposite sex was like chatty as fuck with us. Just, hey, how you doing? Like your shirt. And you and you sitting there like, yeah. You, you trying to holler like it's just a natural thought process. It's not like uh, uh, um, I'm trying to um, discredit you as a person or think or put you in a category of, you know, you you always on a hunt to be uh, some type of a ladies man or something like that. I'm just saying, like, I could see how that how that can be misconstrued, misconstrued. I get it. I get it. I definitely do. I mean, I've often seen even other black males kind of look at me funny when I'm overly social. And, and, and to be real with you, 
to be real with you, let, let's let's put this context on it just for a moment. If you and your spouse were together in line and you talk to nobody else but that one woman, you say, hey, how you doing? Your spouse will look at you like, what we doing very, that today? Very true. But you know how you mitigate that? You mitigate that by communicating with other people around you as well, as I mentioned before. Cashier, register, the person at the register. You don't make it about that individual because, again, it's all about context and delivery and perception. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think we smashed this topic pretty heavy, but, you know, we can translate that over to other, other people. Like black males, you walk up to the court, you're in a hoop, and you're overly social there. Like if you smile a little too much or you're a little too friendly, you know what I mean? It, it does give off the wrong impression. Right. He's a weirdo. Right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, hey, man, how you doing? You, you having a good day today? What you about to do? Is this the third game or, or the first game? We, hey, that was a good jump shot, man. They're going to be looking at you like, okay, this this guy right here is a little suspect. So stigmas, stigmas. What about dreads? What, what, what about them? What type, what type of stigma do we get as black males because of our hair, the way we wear our, our hair, our dreads, our facial hair, the way we look? We, what kind are, of stigma? we are potheads. We are bums. We don't want to work. Um, we are unclean. Any number of things. And then that's, you know, uh, what about clean cut individuals? What are some of the stereotypes about them or the stigmas about them or people who think they're clean cut? They think they're soft. They think that they're trying to assimilate. They think they're trying to fit in um, with white America or cultural, you know, white culture or corporate America or whatever it may be. That ain't what um, I think. What do, what you, do think? you think? If I'm, if they like clean cut, like if you got three sixties and the chalk outline, I'd be like, oh, he think he, this motherfucker, he a pretty boy. <laughs> I just be real. I be like, look at this pretty, look at this pretty mother. Look at this. I never like your light skinned ass anyway. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, look at this pretty but, motherfucker. But, but what is it? But what does it tell you about that person? Because I've been called pretty boy before. You don't, called, don't let you, these. You called, you called yourself pretty boy before as well. No, 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 no. I don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been called pretty boy before. But don't let these hey. hands fool you. Uh huh. But um. <laughs> but but what, what is that? But what does it tell you though? What is that? What does that perception tell you though? What does that by definition? What does that mean to you when you see somebody you think he's a pretty boy? What, what do you immediately think? A black man? You think he's he's well? You know, you think extra groomed, a, metro, a little metrosexual, a little you know, a little extra groomed, groomed himself a little extra today. You think, what, he's, you think he's a uh, a fake and a scumbag who's probably trying to uh, uh, he presents himself in a certain way and. He really, he's really not that way, but physically, in terms of physical aesthetics, that's the way he's going to present himself, and, and he's really a scumbag, you know, or he may well be trying to assimilate uh, into white America, uh, the social ladder or the corporate ladder, um, but it's just, it, the reverse is the same, it's true as well, you know, so um, a person with a fro or a lot of hair or dreads or a person who is bald or whatever the situation is, People make assumptions based on individuals, based upon the appearance of uh, other people's appearance uh, because of their own misconceptions or preconceived notions and things like that. They can come from film, they can come from books, they can come from uh, 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 family members, you know, uh, and 
certain cultural expectations as well. So I think it's uh I think it can I think whoever you are, wherever you are, I think he can be it can come from any place in terms of being misjudged or being unfairly labeled a thing. However much hair you have, however you dress. Not all people who sag, now I don't think it's a cool look, but I know not all guys and gals who sag are shit-eating degenerate motherfuckers, you know, but not all people who wear suits and ties are decent, law-abiding, uh, uh, respectable human individuals either. I think um, we have to be, it's what we were speaking about, what I was saying earlier, we have to be aware of how we are pushing our preconceived notions onto other people. We're all guilty of it. I know I am. I don't mind admitting that. Um, but I also know that people are guilty of, uh, in turn, doing that to me. So we have to be aware of how we're um, addressing other people and what our preconceived notions are, you know, that sort of thing. I don't think yeah. uh, sagging is a cool thing, for instance, since you brought up dressing, and I know you have a real problem with that, um, and a lot of Black people do, a lot of people in, in, in general do, but some of the greatest acts of kindness I've seen uh, were performed by individuals who sagged their pants off their ass. Some of the greatest acts, some of the most evil acts uh, that I've ever seen uh, were, were performed by individuals who were clean cut and sharp and pretty or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the reverse is true too. Some of those people who were sagging their pants were assholes. Some of those people who were dressed in a certain way were decent individuals. <laughs> individuals. So I think it, 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 it's a personal perception. It's a personal uh, uh, choice in terms of what you decide you want to project onto other people. You got to be careful about that, judging a book by its cover. And I think we all are guilty of it. We all do it. We got to be aware of that. And we got to be mindful of not doing that or doing a little less anyhow. I saw a study once done. Um, <clears throat> random people on the street were given a lab coat, a white doctor's lab coat. They weren't accredited, never been to college, never went to med school. They were given a lab coat. They were sent in the room to go talk to a patient. And the patient believed that they were a real doctor. There was a study conducted. These are people straight off the street, no medical experience at all. People will judge you and give you a false sense of credibility based on what they see. And I talked about this before, like as a black man, I could step out of the house right now, right now with a pair of Jordans on, some J's, a pair of joggers, hoodie, T-shirt, whatever. Might even throw a gold rope on, got a little gold chain, throw that on. You know, I got my line, my hair crispy, like you mentioned earlier with the 360s. And I get treated totally different than when I walk out with a suit and a tie on and I act like I belong in the building. <clears throat> Completely. It's always, hey, sir, how are you today, sir? Do you need anything, sir? Let me get that door for you, sir. You need a shopping cart, sir? It's always, sir. I've been pulled over by the police officers before with a suit on. Treat me totally different. Still give you the ticket. They still gonna give me the ticket, but they treat you totally, treat you totally different. But when they pull up to my car and the windows are tinted, they can't see in there and they let it down real slow. And I got a hoodie on, I got my boys in the back of the car, the music cranking, I'm listening to a little hip hop. It's my day off. They treat me totally different. So the stigma is around clothing and appearance. And I don't really know how to solve that. And the way, and the way people speak as well. Like that's another thing. A person may speak in a certain way. Uh, it doesn't mean they're not educated or it doesn't mean they're not cultured or that they don't want better or that they don't have better and they don't do better. It's physical appearance, the way you sound, uh, color, you know, your size, 
you know, the area that you come from, the area you're from, where you grew up at, who raised you. And again, I say, I think we need to be aware of that. We need to be mindful of misjudging people and shitting all over people. Now, if you know somebody and there are all those things you thought they were to begin with, then yeah, by all means, judge the fuck out of them because they proved you fucking right. But complete strangers doing that is it's just not a cool thing to do because a lot of times if you walk up to these people you speak with and you find yourself uh, proved dead wrong. Most- now, I mean, at, at the same time though, um, is that really unrealistic? Like, if I'm in a if I'm in a in a in a doctor's office, and somebody walks in with hoodie and jeans on, and they're and they're like, "Okay, so what brings you in today?" I'm gonna look at them like, "Who who who the fuck are you?" Like. I mean, there's certain uh, another example. If you go to court, if you had to go to court, and your lawyer showed up with some basketball shorts and a wife beater on, you be like, "Fuck, I'm going to jail today." <laughs> like, you want people to look the way that you that I mean, I mean, it's a given. Like certain certain uh, um, uh, certain positions in life. Certain uh, if somebody if blue lights pull behind you. And you pull over, and it's and it's a girl, uh, excuse me, a female, right? And she's wearing a sundress. She told my dude, you know why I pulled you over today? I'm be like, what the fuck? What's up? Like I'm not. You you want people to look as though they are fulfilling what they are trying to trying to portray. Like you want that. <clears throat> the same way if I was if I go to if I go to a prestige neighborhood and there's people on the corner stoop down, 40s in their hand, yeah, they might all earn six figures a year shooting dice. Right. They might all earn six figures a year, but I'm be like, fuck, I'm in the hood. Like you want people to because we, we are visual people. People are visual. That's how you identify threats. That's how you identify uh, help. That's how you identify attraction. That's how you identify similarity. That's how you we're visual. If I go into a if I go into a building and I open the door and everybody got on a, a white hood, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm in the wrong place. But visually, they may all be great guys, but they just all decided to wear white clans hoods that day. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna give them a chance to justify themselves. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of there. Hell out of there, yeah. Right. But it goes so, but it goes back to my that goes back to my point earlier. A lot of these stigmas are rooted in truth. The thing the thing is if you don't want to be portrayed certain ways, then don't paint that portrait. That's well, how I look at it. A lot of times you don't have to you don't have to take part in the painting of the portrait <laughs> because you are what you are, you are you are automatically a part of that. You were in that painting someplace. Whether you whether you portray those aspects or not, you were still a part of it. You know, that's like um that Dave Chappelle stand up where he was talking about how women dress, right? He was like, um, he runs up to to a you know a cop and they're dressed in a cop uniform, and they be like, just because I'm dressed this way doesn't mean that I'm a cop. You you are presenting yourself in a certain way to make others identify with who you portray to be. If you don't want to look like you ain't, if you want to look like 
you're a racist, get you some Dixie flag t-shirts, you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Get you a clan hoodie, play that part. If you want to look like you're a Trump supporter, get you some MAGA t-shirts, play that part. If you want, if you don't want to look that way, if you don't want to be portrayed that way, don't give, don't paint that portrait. I can only perceive the portrait that you paint. So let's go back to that again, because I think you're, I think what you're saying is very valid, but you're treading on a real razor thin line because what that means is the one day that I decided to dress down and leave the courtroom, I'm a lawyer. I dress down and I got my music playing, my tops back. So now I'm giving you perception. I'm from the hood. I'm from the streets. And, and, and the reason why I say you tread in a very thin razor sharp line is because if let's say a young girl wants to go out and she's with her friends and they're wearing volleyball shorts, they just, they just left a volleyball match. And we know those shorts are very short. They just left a volleyball match that gives some sleazeball, disgusting, perverted man, the right to, 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 to visually, you know, scan them up and down. That same sleazeball is going to scan them that way during the game. Like during right. the game, he's he's gonna be like, "Ooh, look at those players!" Like, "Ooh, I'm watching gymnastics, but I don't give a fuck about a somersault. I'm I'm only <laughs> I'm only watching for the particular reasons or whatever." Mm-hmm. With the the time that you left the courtroom in a hoodie, gold chain, Tim's, somewhere in your mind, you knew, you knew how you look. You knew you didn't look like a lawyer. You knew that. You knew that for a fact. You decided, hey, I'm going to do me today. I'm going to buck the system. I'm, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to be my, my real self, whatever the case may be. But somewhere in your mind, you knew that you look suspicious in some kind of way. Am I saying it's right? No, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying pull over every person who's, who's, uh, who's wearing denim in a, in a, in a plain t-shirt. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is you knew what you look like. Like we, we may have all seen like that little Instagram things where it'd be like, hi, I am, you know, at the office. And then when they get in the car, they start taking off stuff. And we, we've seen that and they know, Hey, look, this is what y'all think I look like, but this is what I really, this is what I prefer to look like. But they know for a fact that those two visions are different. You know that. But the problem, though, the problem herein lies as black people, as black men, we have a shorter leash. We have so much less that we can do. It feels like white America has the opportunity to be so much more out in the open. They can be so much more out in the open. I wouldn't agree with that. And we have to be so much less out in the open. And the reason I say that is because there's really one version of a black man that most people, in my opinion, are actually have a concern or fear of, which is, you know, I'm not saying all of them may have a concern, but I'm talking about like, oh shit, he's going to hurt me. Like the way Marcus dressed, the way Brody, you, me are dressed right now, we walking down the street. I don't necessarily think someone's going to be like, he's going to hurt me. White people, on the other hand, if I'm in a public place and I see a white dude 
a white dude walk in with a trench coat. But yeah, I, mean, I, think, I, I think it's um uh, a matter of what I was going to say earlier was um you can't control the best you can do is make sure you treat other people respectfully and decently and um hope for the best or really kind of do what it is you do, but not even really think about it. Just be a decent person and people are going to take it whatever way they want to take it. And that's all there is to that for me. You know what I'm saying? Be friendly, be decent, be, if you want to be a sleazeball or not really, I keep using the term sleazeball and there are sleazeballs in the world, but really what it comes down to is the people who are receptive to you, if you want sex or you want something beyond money, sex, whatever the situation is beyond what uh, uh, is obvious at the moment, then either they'll be receptive to it or they won't. On the other hand, if you're a friendly person or you're a social individual, then you, you don't control that. That's not something you control in terms of how other people view you. Do the best you can by other people. And those who know what it is you want will be receptive to it or not. And other folks will know where you're coming from in terms of being uh, friendly and, and social and everything. You know. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's important. I think Brody mentioned it as well. And I think Wayne and, and yourself, uh, Mark, had mentioned that it's important that we address the stigmas and also don't try so hard to dispel them because we don't wear the weight of the entire culture, the entire race. It's not our job to dispel all the beliefs that people have about us. Um, just be a good human being, good in, in what you deem is good, but also be honest with yourself and the things that you see that you don't agree with, call them out. Don't replicate them. If you see that there's a stigma that African-American men aren't good fathers, they aren't good role models, change it. Work on changing it. If you see that as an African-American woman, people always think that you will complain about customer service, about the food, don't do it. It's simple. I mean, we, we know the things that, the other stigmas, we're always late. We're always late to different events. People have to tell us 30 minutes before it starts so we show up on time. If that's the case, break the cycle. We're in control of that. But I think a lot of times we find such satisfaction in these things because they identify who we are as a people. That's a cultural thing. That's a black thing for us to be strong and colorful and wear colorful clothes and colorful hair. And if we're embracing that as our culture and identifying that as our culture, then don't change those things. Make the rest of the world accept us for who we are. I, I definitely agree with, with both of y'all sentiments. I'm not trying to change or now, nor can I change how you view black men, how you view African-American men. But what I can change is how you view me. You know, so put the representation out there that I want to be perceived and just let it flow. If you get it, you get it. You know, if you don't, you don't. You know, I embrace being a black man, but at the end of the day, I'm myself more than I am a black man, you know, so I can only be me. I can only do me. I can only portray me. And if that just so happens to align with others who look like me, oh, well, it is what it is. And the times that it don't, hey, it's for a reason. I'm trying to be myself.
on the main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. All right, have a good night, bro. Take it easy, bro. All right. All right.